0: Election Day in Chicago is now just three weeks away, and early voting and mail-in voting are underway. Tomorrow, here on Reset, we are holding our first of two mayoral forums. Tune in at 11 for a conversation with Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Congressman Chuy Garcia, former CPS CEO Paul Ballas, State Rep Cam Buckner, and Alderwoman Sophia King. All through this election season, we are going to keep you up to speed on what the candidates plan to do on crime, education, and today on health and mental health. Here to break that down for us is WBEZ City Government and Politics Reporter Tessa Weinberg and WBEZ Health and County Government Reporter Kristen Schorsch. Great to have you both.
1: Thanks for having us. Good morning.
0: So, Kristen, you and Tessa, you've reported on how mental and physical health have been showing up throughout this race, right? So, talk to us about the issues in particular that are on voters' minds right now.
1: Yeah. So, I think a good thing to point to is you know we did this big project with the Sun Times called the the People's Agenda Survey where we sent out a call and said, hey, Chicago, what do you want the mayors to be talking about? The, the mayoral candidates, right, I shouldn't say. Um, a huge thing when Tessa and I were combing through these responses, and I think we got almost 2,000, wow. a huge thing that was coming up, particularly in healthcare, was mental health services. So reopening the clinics that closed under former Rahm Emanuel, or just, you know, how do we access general mental health? It seemed to be this really big kind of constant plea
0: that people really wanted. So people were saying like it, it seemed like there wasn't enough.
1: Right. It seemed like there wasn't enough. It seemed like they didn't know where to go for care. They did, you know, in terms of access and affordability, if you don't have insurance or you have Medicaid, which is government insurance for people who are low income or disabled, you know, where can you go? Yeah. Another thing with mental health that came up was, um, you know, police suicides with Chicago Police Force and linking that to lack of mental health resources. I see. And just, you know, this whole conversation about mental health was was really was a big deal on the people's agenda.
0: Well, you mentioned those shuttered clinics, Kristen, and time and again, we've we've heard about this, about mental health clinics that were closed under former Mayor Rahm Emanuel. For anyone who hasn't been following, though, can you just remind us what happened there?
1: Yep. So under Rahm Emanuel, um, the city closed half of its mental health clinics. So that was six at the time. There are currently five mental health clinics that the city runs. And in you know, this argument, you know, the What what the activists say who really want these clinics to reopen is that there's this persistent need. There's this void that still hasn't been filled. And, you know, there have been collaboratives and initiatives formed over the years. Um, The most recent one was had some new research that shows tying 911 calls for behavioral health towards where clinics closed. Mm -hmm. You know, the other side of the argument is, you know, with Mayor Lightfoot, her initiative has been, we don't want to just look at the city clinics. We, don't, we want to look beyond these walls of where to provide mental health. So what Mayor Lightfoot has been doing is steering mental health dollars to nonprofit clinics, community organizations. And so she says, you know, three years ago we were treating about 3,600 people in these clinics, mm-hmm. in the city clinics, and a couple of providers. And now we're treating 60,000 people through this much bigger, robust program. So you you see both sides of the argument. And this is really coming to light at these forums that Tessa and and our colleague Mariah have been following closely.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. The clinics have come up a lot during the race. Tessa, let's listen. I fought the previous administration for closing down mental health clinics. I fought this particular administration for refusing to open them. I'm going to reopen the mental health clinics because it's personal. I talk about opening up 20 clinics. I talk about making sure that four of those clinics are 24 hours, 365 days a year, so we can meet people where they are. We have to also stop privatizing our public health. So that was Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, Illinois State Rep. Cam Buckner, and organizer Jamal Green. So it sounds like a lot of of these candidates... They want to reopen these clinics. Is that right, Tessa? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All of the candidates but Mayor Lori Lightfoot say they support reopening these clinics. A lot of them want to even expand, you know, the number of them. Uh, Activist Jamal Green, he says, you know, he would open healing houses, which would, you know, help people, um, you know, be treated through everything from psychiatry to yoga and kickboxing. Mm -hmm. Um, Both Paul Vallis and Cam Buckner say they want more than just, you know, 12 clinics. Um, Paul Vallis wants one in um, each of the 22 police districts. And then um, Ken Buckner says that there should be 20 with four, you know, open at least 24 hours. Um, but then some of the candidates say while well, they do support reopening the clinics, that they don't want to necessarily be tied to just these static locations, that they want to also be partnering with the county government or, you know, looking more at mobile response units and these other ways to
1: continue yeah. to
0: broaden services. Sounds like they're putting thought into mm-hmm. what should happen instead, not just reopen, but here are some other solutions, mm-hmm. right?
1: Uh, yes. And I, I would say a, a big thing that I'm wondering about is, is depending on who wins for mayor, if these clinics do reopen in some way, what does that look like in terms of who's going to pay for it and how much is it going to cost? So some of the mayoral candidates have talked about, well, we're going to go after better reimbursement for Medicaid um, and private insurance. And a lot of clinics, um, city clinics, public clinics, tend to treat people who, people who are on Medicaid or don't have insurance. And that is not a lot of reimbursement. So I think that's a big question. And that's something Tess and I were asking all the candidates. Yeah. If you reopen these clinics, how would you pay for it? And we really just got an answer from some of them that said, well, we're going to go after reimbursements. And I think that that's something that we should definitely keep an eye on.
0: Well, let's hear from the one person, as we've mentioned, who is the only candidate who doesn't plan to reopen these mental health clinics. Mayor Lightfoot. We are now in over 50-plus neighborhoods. We are on track to deliver services to 60,000 Chicagoans this year. And we now, for the first time, deliver mental health services to children and adolescents. So Phyllis and Kristen I Emmy, mean, We also spoke with um, Chicago Public Health Commissioner Dr. Allison Arwady recently on the program. She had a similar response, as we'd expect. So what approach has the Lightfoot administration taken here?
1: Yeah, I I listened to that Reset segment. That was a really good one. Super interesting. Thank you. And I learned a lot. Um, So Mayor Lightfoot's approach has been, you know, so three years ago, she had in the city budget about $12 million for mental health. Fast forward to 2022, that was almost $90 million. So it's a lot more money to spend. And she decided instead of reopening the this closed city clinics, we're going to reach out and get to all different neighborhoods throughout the city by partnering with community providers, whether um, it's like a, a federally qualified health center, which is like a neighborhood clinic or other organizations, to be able to buy, provide mental health in a lot more places. And, you know, Dr. Arwady mentioned this on Reset about meeting people where they are. So mm-hmm. maybe, you know, it's, it's about providing mental health in a library or a food pantry and just thinking beyond the walls of a clinic. Um, And there are definitely advocates who support this idea and they want to see where it goes. You know, the argument against that is that some activists want to see more public transparency and accountability. They think if you have a government running the mental health clinics, maybe there will be more public meetings. Maybe there will be more, you know, some sort of dialogue with a community to be able to have a little better oversight about, well, How are patients actually being treated? What kind of outcomes are we seeing? Things like that. Yeah.
0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The race for Chicago mayor, it is underway and it's heating up. We're talking about how the nine candidates plan to address health issues that are facing Chicagoans. And here with me in studio is WBEZ's Tessa Weinberg and Kristen Schorsch. Tessa, during her campaign four years ago, Lightfoot pledged to replace lead pipes in the city. How much progress have we made since then?
2: You know, there has been some, but there's still a long way to go. Uh, Chicago has an estimated 390,000 lead service lines, and as of late last year, the Sun-Times had reported that less than 300 of those had been replaced under Um, A city program that was launched under Lightfoot's administration, Um, you know, she herself has acknowledged the slow pace, but she's also credited herself as, you know, the first mayor to really tackle this issue head on. The city has a program that helps homeowners replace their lead pipes and prioritizes low income residents. And there's also a new recent state law that now requires the city to basically replace lead pipes every time that there's a break or a leak in the water line. Mm -hmm. And so that should help speed up the process, too, because that's expected to be, you know, several thousand of uh, lead service lines a year
1: that will have to also be replaced that way.
0: Interesting. And help us make the connection briefly, Kristen. This is a major health issue.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about um, water lead and water. We also, Tessa was talking to an expert who also mentioned, it's not it's not just like the lead pipe issue. It's think about lead paint in homes. You see how this plays out. You see the ripple effects. You see the, the health outcomes, the potential damage to your bodies that happens. And so this has been a yeah. huge issue in Chicago for a very long time. Where do we see the most lead pipes in the city, Tessa? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's issued throughout the city, but experts we talked to said, you know, children in predominantly black and brown communities have been shown up higher rates of lead poisoning. Um, They noted, you know, that could be exposure through lead drinking water and uh, lead in drinking water, but also through, you know, blood paint, which is primarily in older homes, you know, as it's deteriorating. And that can affect low income communities where it's just more costly to afford these mitigation measures. Um, And so that's an area that several experts said they want to see more attention from candidates on and also talking about all these myriad of ways that lead can, you know,
0: be exposed to people what are the candidates saying though about this
2: yeah you know many of them have been, mostly been critical of the slow pace um, and have really been slamming lightfoot for you know not getting this you know issue tackled fast enough and a lot of them say that the way they would try to speed that up is through federal funding but they've you know been very light on details on how they would actually secure those funds other than saying they would collaborate with federal partners um you know some candidates like cam Buckner and Paul Vallis they have vowed to distribute water filters to residents as a more immediate Step, which I should know is something the city already does for certain eligible mm-hmm. residents, um, and then other candidates too, like uh, Business Willie Wilson and also Cam Buckner, have talked about uh, making you know replacing lead pipes a, a major jobs program and really tying it to also the economic future of the city and um, tackling both the health and you know bringing jobs to the city yeah. that way.
0: Whereas it, it was a lot of concrete solutions when it came to the health clinics, as we, we mental health clinics, as we just talked about some of the responses. I find from the candidates when it comes to the lead pipe seem a little more vague. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the final piece of the puzzle that you looked at for this story, Kristen, and that was health equity. Where do we see disparities in Chicago?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest disparities we often hear from advocates that call them healthcare deserts are these these huge shortages of doctors um, on the south and west sides of Chicago. And so you have a lot of what are called safety net hospitals in these areas. They typically, they treat... Mostly low-income and uninsured Black and Latino patients. They often very much don't have the money and the resources compared to like the big academic hospitals. Um, and so these healthcare deserts are persistent, and this is something people have pointed out for a long time. And it creates these systemic inequities in terms of you see like the way that pe- you see the the data that shows about how people who live on the south and west sides and don't have good access to healthcare suffer higher rates of cancer, amputations from diabetes, all these sorts of things. And so this, is, this has been a very huge topic, and I was surprised that I've not heard a lot of candidates talking about this. What
0: are they saying about addressing these disparities? Not much.
1: Not much. Um, Tessa and I reached out to every single candidate who was running for mayor, and only five, right? Five of us got back to us with, with plans, which really were like emails from campaigns about what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them do have, you know, ideas. You know, they want to— Anything look promising? Well, they want to expand. They talk about expanding access. Um, Brandon Johnson has uh, pitched a plan about um, the county has a medical debt program mm-hmm. where they're going to erase a certain amount of medical debt for residents. He wants to transfer that to the city as well. So that's a really interesting idea if that mm-hmm. happens. Okay. Um, one of the experts I talked to who has been on healthcare policy for a very long time. What she said she'd like the candidates to be talking about is a variety of things. Um, Making sure that hospitals actually provide more discounted care to patients who are low income. This is a big thing that doesn't happen a lot with nonprofit hospitals in Chicago and has been on the radar for a very long time. Um, Also, just looking at these provider shortages, like how do you get more doctors to the south and west sides? How do you get more money to some of the hospitals that are struggling more? Mm -hmm. There are collaborations happening. It's not like that doesn't exist, that there aren't. Solutions, um, but but still, this is a very persistent problem that I would like to see the mayoral candidates talking more about because I think it's on the minds of a lot of people.
0: Well, tomorrow and Thursday we are holding two forums. Uh, we'll hear from all nine mayoral hopefuls right here on Reset. Is there is there anything that you are hoping to hear from the group? And this question is for both of you
1: about anything or about healthcare? <laughs> about healthcare. <laughs> Um, I guess
2: I'm, you know, I've had to listen to a lot of these forums to cover. We're only a few weeks out now from the election, and I feel like it's a lot of the candidates, it's the same stump speeches, it's the same, you know, policy positions. So I'm really curious in just how they will try to differentiate themselves from their opponents in these final weeks and really kind of maybe pull themselves apart from the pack. So I guess that's what I'm kind of looking for of the new things they're maybe going to bring to the table in these final weeks.
0: Yeah, Kristen, anything from the group in part- or a particular candidate that you want to hear something else on when it comes to health and mental health?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I want to see more more innovative ideas around how to tackle the health disparities. Chicago has one of the largest, widest life expectancy gaps in the country. And yet we're not really talking about that on this campaign trail. I realize that's a really big issue that is very longstanding. Um, And the state typically regulates healthcare, not the city. But there's a city budget. The mayor steers money certain directions. We've obviously seen that, especially in light of Roe v. Wade and and giving money to abortion Mm -hmm. providers and patients. Right. Um, So I'd like to see some more innovative plans about health disparities. I just am curious about what other people are thinking, considering there were a good number of mayoral candidates who did not respond to us.
0: Yeah, that's concerning. Kristen Schorsch is a WBEZ health and county government reporter, and Tessa Weinberg is a WBEZ city government and politics reporter. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks. Thanks.